invite you to join us for a half hour of inspiration, sharing, and teaching in a new program of Orthodox Christian Renewal. This comes as an outreach of the Logos Ministry for Orthodox Renewal, headquartered in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The founder of this ministry of faith is Father Eusebius Stefanu, Greek Orthodox priest, author, and evangelist, who's been called by God out of pastoral and professorial posts to proclaim the end-time message of salvation, healing, and deliverance in Jesus Christ. Father Stefanu comes to share a message of love and hope with both those who've never known Christ and those who are already members of the church but have never experienced the fullness of God's redeeming grace and healing power. At the close of the program, we will give you the address where you can write our evangelist. It will also appear on your screen in the course of the program. And now our speaker and host, Father Eusebius Stefanu. Welcome to another program on Orthodox Christian Renewal. This uh, outreach gives me a wonderful opportunity to talk to you about the love of God in Jesus Christ. And I direct myself primarily to those in the church. There are so many men and women, members of the church, who have never known Jesus Christ in a personal relationship. They have never known the love of God in an actual experience. Do you know that it is Christ that gives meaning to life? It is the Lord that gives purpose to your life. Without Jesus Christ, life becomes meaningless and aimless. There are so many in the church today that are living, spiritually speaking, a wilderness experience because they rely only on the religious externals in the church. They've never had an inner awareness of God and of his love in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to talk to you about this and also about the physical presence of Jesus Christ when he comes again and what that means for the Christian believer. Before we go on with the main message today, I would like to thank all of you out there for your prayer support, for standing by me in this outreach, in this ministry. I want you to know that your letters mean so much to me, and I count on your support and on your prayers. Please stand by me, and I want to believe that you're sharing in this outreach because we're living in a day and age when the gospel needs to be heard all over again inside the church of Jesus Christ. And this is what I want to do. I want to preach the gospel all over again to those who are already in the church. Now, I'd like to read a few uh, of the letters that I've been getting, just a sample, just to show you uh, what many of the viewers out there are thinking about this program and what, how they're being blessed by it. I would like to read, for example, a letter from uh, Gary, Indiana. Dear Father Stefanu, I heard your wonderful message Sunday evening and it was just what I needed. I had been feeling depressed and you ministered to my need. May God bless and keep you. Here is another uh, a letter from a viewer in uh, Country Club Hills, Illinois. And he writes, Dear Father Stefano, I enjoy the Logos TV outreach, 
most of all because I feel the power of the blessed Holy Spirit being poured into the program and I am filled with joy and peace. Isn't that beautiful? And here's another letter from a viewer in Itasca, Illinois. Dear Father Stefano, I am very pleased to hear you are on TV every Sunday. I love every word you say. I praise God because if he did not want us to know, to know how he loves us, he would not have given you the message to tell us what to do. My mother was sick for two and a half years and God has healed her. My brother who has muscular dystrophy has 9% now of his energy back. May God bless you. And I want to thank those of you who write in and I want to tell you how much your letters mean to me and how much they encourage me and they really urge me to move on. Do you know that Jesus said, I have chosen you. You have not chosen me. God chooses you in Jesus Christ because the Lord Jesus Christ has a plan for your life and you are an object of his infinite love. Jesus cares for you and he's concerned for you. Do you know that you're more important and you're more valuable and precious than all of the universe together, that all the planets and all the stars in the universe put together? You are more precious than the entirety of the universe because God sent Jesus into the world to die for you because you're precious in his sight. And God singles you out this is why we need to understand that God has a plan for our life. And what makes our walk with Jesus Christ so exciting and so meaningful is that we know that he will come back again. In other words, Jesus Christ will appear again and we're awaiting his physical presence. This is the end of the Christian dispensation. The Lord does not want to keep you guessing as to what he's going to do with you. God reveals his plan to you and to me. And he doesn't want to keep us in a state of suspension and just wondering, as it were, what God will do. No. It is not God's intention to keep you in a state of uncertainty. But he reveals his will to us and we know that Jesus Christ is going to come back again. The return of Jesus is what gives meaning to his teaching. Jesus promised that he will come back again. And all of the promises that were declared in Holy Scripture were fulfilled. This promise remains to be materialized, to be realized. That Jesus would come into the world was prophesied many hundreds of years before his birth. And those prophecies were fulfilled. And Jesus foretold that he would die upon the cross and that he would suffer. And those prophecies were fulfilled. And Jesus predicted also that he would rise from the dead and his resurrection became a reality. Everything that the Lord has foretold has come to pass. And I have no reason to doubt 
that this final promise, the most important one, the supreme promise of his return is to come to pass. It will be realized. And what gives me this expectation is not only that God reveals this to me, but it is also, my beloved, the desire that I have to see him. The believer who knows his master and knows Jesus as his personal savior desires to see him. And it is the Holy Spirit that Jesus puts into the heart of the believer that generates and that produces that desire. You may be a member of the church. You may be going to church for years, but perhaps you have never really had that desire to see Jesus. You don't have that sense of expectation, perhaps. Why? Because you have not entered into a personal relationship with Jesus in a born-again experience. You need to invite the Lord to come into your heart, to call upon him, and to claim his promises, and to receive his love and his forgiving grace that was manifested in his death, in the atoning death upon the cross. So it is the Holy Spirit that gives that desire into our heart, that puts, infuses that desire into our hearts for the return of Jesus. And I want to read from the book of Revelation where this expectation is recorded so vividly. And I read from the last chapter of the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 22, verse 17. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come. So, the Holy Spirit tells Jesus to come. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. What Spirit is that? It is the Holy Spirit. And it is the Holy Spirit on the inside of you as a believer in Jesus Christ, as a child of God. It is the Spirit on the inside of you that speaks up and that utters that one word of expectation, that one word that expresses love and desire for Jesus. Come. And the bride say, come. Who is the bride? The bride is the church of Christ. It is the aggregate of all believers that make up the body of Christ. It is the spouse of Jesus Christ, whom he loved so much that he died for. And it is this church, this bride, you and I, and all believers, who say, come. So it is the church of the living Christ. It is the church that consists of those believers who are filled with, with the Holy Spirit, who know Jesus in a personal relationship. They are the ones in the church that express this desire and that cry out this wonderful invitation, come, 
And let him that heareth say, Come. This is the word that is on the lips of every genuine and authentic child of God. If you know God in Jesus Christ, then you will be speaking this word and you will be expressing it. It will be the overflowing of your heart, of a heart that bubbles over with love and devotion for the person of our divine Savior. So we have a right to say that Jesus Christ is coming soon. Some people, even in the church, I dare say, are sometimes offended when we preach uh, the message of the soon coming of Jesus Christ. And sometimes I, I hear people that, that object and say, well, who knows when Jesus Christ will come back again? We don't know the day or the, nor the hour. Of course, the Lord told us that we will never know the day nor the hour. However, he does expect us, lo though, to long for his return. And he expects the church to preach his soon return. And I like to turn to the same chapter in Revelation, chapter 22, verse 7, where Jesus himself says, Behold, I come quickly. So I have every right to preach that message and to say, Yes, Jesus Christ will come soon. He will return soon. Not only do I have the right to say that and to proclaim it and to declare it, but Jesus himself says that he is coming quickly. And the Greek word there in the text is tahi, quickly, very soon. And if Jesus says it, how much more reason and right do I have to say it? Because I am simply repeating his utterance. In verse 12 of the same chapter, he says the same thing. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. And in verse 20, again, Jesus says, Surely I come quickly, amen. And the believer answers in verse 20, Even so come, Lord Jesus. So we need to have a sense of expectation. The Christian believer looks forward to something wonderful. This is what makes the Christian life exciting and meaningful. That there's an end. There is a goal ahead of us. There is something wonderful, something tremendous that will take place. And that is the appearance of Jesus Christ in glory. That he will return again to set up his kingdom upon earth and to execute judgment upon this sinful and iniquitous world. So I ask you today, are you looking forward to the return of Jesus Christ? Do you have that sense of expectation? There are so many in the church that live a dull religious life because they have nothing to look forward to. They just live one day after the other in a very monotonous way without any sense of anticipation. 
the return of Jesus Christ, my friend, means that he is the Lord. He is the soon coming king. And that if Jesus is the Lord of your life now, then you will naturally and spontaneously expect him. Because when he returns, his lordship will be proclaimed and it will be established upon earth. It is the lack of this sense of expectation that accounts very much for the spiritual laxity in our churches today. You might wonder, why are so many churches so spiritually dead today? It's because they're filled with Christian believers who have no sense of expectation. They don't expect the return of Jesus Christ. First of all, this message is not preached in many of our churches. And many of our people know very little, if anything, about the return of Jesus. And as a result, Christianity turns into some kind of a religious abstraction. And we think of our religion and of Christianity as something ethical merely, as a code of ethics, and as some kind of a religious or doctrinal system. But my beloved, let me tell you something, that we're living in the last days when God is preparing the world for the return of his son. There are signs today in the church. There is a move of God in all of the denominations, in all the major churches today, that is producing a new sense of the lordship of Jesus Christ. In other words, the preeminence of the Lord Jesus Christ is being reaffirmed and re-experienced in a large segment of the church today because God is pouring out his Holy Spirit in these last days according to the prophecy of Joel in preparation for the return of Jesus Christ because God is preparing his church. He is preparing his people and he is re-equipping his people and he is regenerating them spiritually and infusing new power in them and that's the power of the Holy Spirit and making Jesus Christ come alive in their life. My beloved, Jesus said that as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And at the time of Noah, God prepared the world for that judgment that was to fall upon the iniquitous world of that time. And God spared that one man who was righteous, Noah, and all those that made up and constituted that one household, his wife and his three sons and their wives. That household was spared because of the righteousness of that one man. But I tell you, my beloved, that God again is going to execute judgment because we're living in a day that resembles the situation and the conditions that existed in the days of Noah. In other words, we're living in a day of rebellion against God and apostasy. And God is preparing again to save his righteous ones. And he is doing that by building up another ark, and that's a spiritual ark, as I pointed out in a previous program. God today in these last days is in the process of building up, constructing a new ark into which he is calling his righteous ones, 
all those who have, have accepted his son, Jesus Christ, who is the new Noah. And if you receive Jesus Christ into your heart as your personal Savior, you become righteous in his name and you become entitled to become the child of God and to be spared that destruction that is to come, my beloved, just before the return of Jesus. And I want to read from the epistle of Peter concerning the description of that destruction that is to come upon the world. It is not going to be a flood, but it's going to be a universal conflagration. It will be a fire by which God will destroy this iniquitous world. And Peter describes in very vivid terms that th this universal conflagration whereby he says the world that then was being overflowed with water perished but the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men and the elements shall melt then with fervent heat the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up that suffices my beloved to assure us that God will deal with this apostate world and it is up to you and me to prepare to be spared that wrath which is to be unleashed in the day of the Lord. Jesus Christ is building up his ark and I'm asking you today, are you ready to enter into that ark? Do you know that time is running out and that God is making his will known and his gospel is being proclaimed throughout the world today for the final and greatest harvest of souls, that this is the, the final opportunity that God is giving us to accept his mercy and his forgiving grace. And I'm calling upon you today. You might be a member of the church, but you have never known Jesus. Do you have that certainty that are you in that ark? Come into it today. Invite Jesus to come into your life. You may be a Christian, but you've never known the Lord. Just invite the Lord. Extend an invitation to him and say, Lord Jesus Christ, I confess that you are my Savior, that you died on the cross for my sins. I invite you to come into my heart. I invite you to come into my life. Come on in, Jesus, as my personal Savior. Take my sins. I thank you, Jesus, for your forgiving grace. I thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross and shedding your precious blood for me, a sinner, and for making me a child of God. Time is running out, my beloved, and I'm going to ask you to receive whatever the Lord has for you today. God is meeting you at, at this time, and he's using this outreach, this program, to reach you. Open your heart and receive what the Lord has. Jesus loves you. Let him take, let him have first place in your life. And I'm going to ask you to keep me in prayer. Now time is running out and we don't have more, many, much more time for this program, but I'm going to ask you to keep this program in your prayers and to write me this week and to share with me how God has blessed you. May God's richest blessing be with you. Oh,
thank you for having joined Father Stefanu in this new broadcast of Inspiration and Faith. We hope you will tune in again next week for another half hour of Orthodox Christian Renewal. This program is made possible by the free will offerings of the viewers. Your prayerful and financial support is vital to the continuance of this telecast.